Robots Radio. Games. Lore. Stories. Community. Just press play. Welcome to the Fallout Lorecast. The podcast that explores the boundaries of our knowledge about the world of Fallout. All right, so here we are. Let me get my bearings. We're in between the Wixen homestead and the isolated cabin. This is where we left off last time. And we're running up to Route 88. And uh, you can see the signs barely still standing along this road. And the road is, of course, all broken and uh, barely held together. And, oh, what's this? There's a little sign here that says, The Wayward, opening soon, food, drinks, rooms, refuge, conveniently located at the corner of Route 86 and Route 88. All kinds welcome. I mentioned this last time as we were leaving the vault. Let's head over to the Wayward. We're going to walk down this path and just take a look at some things as we as we get up there. There is a, a shipment of logs on a truck that is, uh, broken down on the road along the way. It's more, uh, eh, just, it's a bunch of broken concrete. One of the things about this area that I really like is that it's actually very pretty. Most of the Fallout games are in these much more devastated locations, and this part is, is very beautiful. Some of the trees are bare or dead, but a lot of them are very colorful. And then we get to a covered bridge. This thing reminds me of, like, Sleepy Hollow or something like this. This old wooden covered bridge with a broken down car in the middle over top of this river. And then, as we cross the river, we get to the Wayward. It's over here on the left. And the first thing you'll notice coming across the bridge is a little farm off on the side of it with some, uh, some corn and some flowers and you get around to the front and there's a big bright sign that says the wayward and then there's a sentry bot out front sentry bot named Bessie hi Bessie comforting moo comforting moo Bessie says comforting moo and uh, some actual brahmin here somebody killed this brahmin what it who would murder the brahmin at the wayward Crazy. All right, let's go inside. There's a front door here. This place is interesting because it looks like it was built from a bunch of trailers that were all stacked on top of each other in order to build something that looks like the shape of a house. But if, if you don't, if you haven't looked very carefully, look at it. The windows themselves, the different sections, everything is built from trailers that were chopped up and st stacked on top of each other. Let's go in the front door. Now, if you've played 76 since the Wastelanders expansion a few years back, then you know this location. If you only played after the game launched in that first that first period of time, that first year, then you wouldn't have seen the Wayward. This was an addition when they added the NPCs. And as we walk in the front door, you see an Assaultron just hanging out at the front. No big deal. This is Polly. Hi, Polly. Polly won't talk to me. Polly, I hit the button and Polly doesn't say anything. There's a front desk here. The Wayward is an inn and a tavern. And as you walk into the other room, the first time you get here, the events start to unfold. 
there is uh, kind of a an argument going on with the guy drawing his gun and all of that. But right now, everything's pretty peaceful. There are a few individuals here. We have we have Duchess. Hi, Duchess. What's your poison? What's my poison? Um, uh, eh, nothing at the moment. All right. Come back when you need to work out your drinking muscles. I uh, will we'll do, Duchess. Um, so we've got Duchess over here. We've got a patron just named Patron. Uh, with nothing else on the side here. Another patron. Another patron. And then we get to Mort. Mort is a ghoul, and he's one of Duchess's uh, best patrons and friends. He helps out here. And Sharice is here as well. Hello, Sharice. Hey, Foundation of Craters ever gunning for you? Hit me up. Sharice is interesting. She's wearing a, like, a bowler cap, a very round uh, hat with a brim. And some suspenders, and she's got a very vintage look. Over here, next to the stage, is Sol. And Sol and Morty and uh, Duchess are the, the three main individuals that you, you see at this location. Upstairs, we have some... Uh, never have enough gold. Oh, we've got Smiley. Hi, Smiley. Smiley, Smiley has, <laughs> is wearing an American flag shirt with an American flag hat. And American flag boots and jeans. Of course, jeans, right? Hi, Smiley. Old bullion right here. Guaranteed genuine. Guaranteed genuine. Nice outfit. <laughs> I am the truest of patriots. And nothing says America more than a pile of gold. Am I right? So, can I help you showcase your own American spirit? Uh, not right now, buddy. I've, uh... I've got a podcast to do. I'll, I'll come back and talk to you later. I understand. Not everyone can afford my wares. It's not that I can't... Oh, jerk. So anyway, at the top here, it's All basically... here in Vault 79 can be yours oh, for the right price. Thanks, Smiley. It's basically an office with a big bear rug and uh, you know, a picture frame and a desk and some other... Some of the rooms we can open up this room over here, and we're in, into a, a little bedroom. It's a place where people can sleep. It's they, they rent these out for travelers. On the other side of the room, there's a storage area with a very specific location. As you look to the very right side, with a bunch of chains and pillows and what looks like mats on the floor for something potentially to sleep. That's part of the storyline. And uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna ruin all of that, but at least not in today's episode. But we are gonna talk about Duchess and the rest of the, uh, the the people here and what's what's going on with the wayward. Duchess has an interesting backstory. So here I'm going to I'm gonna take a break from the in, in the game stuff and let's chat about Duchess. So Duchess is an interesting character. She's her age is hard to pin down. Now, obviously, we're dealing with characters in a video game and some of them will look a little bit more ward world worn than others. And uh, talking is hard. Uh, Duchess, she she looks younger, but she has this personality like she's been around for a while she really she really knows how things are she's got a kind of an older person's personality and 
Um, I think the voice actress, the voice actress who does her voice actually did some other work for Bethesda games. You're going to recognize the voice before the accent is specific to Appalachia, but her, her face looks younger than her voice and her personality would convey, which leads you to wonder, okay, who is this person? What are they doing? And how did they establish this inn and a tavern in the wasteland in a place that typically is very dangerous. The scorched plague. I mean, obviously this area didn't get bombed. It's not as dangerous as some of the other locations in fallout games, but with the scorched plague and all of the other craziness going on out on top of that, or I guess I should say the normal craziness plus the scorched plague. You have to wonder who is this person? Where did she come from? How did she put together the means to build a location out of a bunch of trailers? How did she, how did she afford to get, or maybe not not afford, but how did she get a sentry bot and an assault tron at her location? Yeah, there's more to the story. This is what she says when you first meet her. Huh, well, not exactly the introduction to the wayward I would have hoped for. Oh, sorry about that, darling. First round's on me. Name's Duchess. There's something I could do for you. So she's friendly. You show up and there's a guy kind of with a gun drawn and it has to do with uh, some details about a treasure and there's a there's a group that thinks that she's hiding the treasure basically the, the group is called the free radicals they're a gang we're not going to get into that today I, i'm going to leave that for for another time but what i'm interested in, in is who is duchess and what is her background So we do know from some of the conversation, you can actually dig in and she gives you these little hints and glimpses into her history or uh, somebody else's history, which ends up being hers. Now, before the Great War, we know that she worked as an ER nurse for at least three years. So she has that foundation. And if you've worked or been to an ER, been to a hospital before, you know what kind of work nurses do it is grueling work it is many times thankless and it it will take your personality and mold it it makes you tough (laughs) you have to deal with a lot of different things not just the the terrible uh, wounds and things that people come in with but also personalities so that will harden you and age you in ways that would make you seem a little bit older than you actually are now She leaves this profession after the bombs drop. I believe, I believe this was the bombs drop. The world goes to hell and she ends up working as a drug kingpin out of Welch and she's dealing in chems, things like buff out. And she's established herself as kind of this drug Lord until an enforcer named Butch comes after her. Now, this is during the early, and you might be wondering, like, wait, enforcers, who does the enforcer work for? The enforcer works for some agency, probably the Bureau of Alcohol, Drugs, and Tobacco, Firearms, and Lasers. Now, what is going on here? The bomb's already dropped. And you have to remember, in the post-bomb, post-war period of Appalachia, for a good few years there, They were trying to maintain 
this normal status. Government agencies were trying to work like normal. People were trying to continue their lives. And much of what they had done previously fell apart. But there was still this effort to keep things going like normal until the scorch plague becomes a huge issue until these factions really started to congeal. The different Raider groups started to kind of eat in on the way life was lived. But for a while, people were trying to kind of keep things down in this normal pace, Uh, this normal, uh, maybe pace isn't the right word. So there's a quote here. If you, if you ask her about, this woman named Duchess who lived in Welch. In fact, the dialogue goes like this. You say there was a woman down in Welch who is who went by the name Duchess. Any relation? This Duchess responds, I've heard of her. Rumor was that she was a smart, savvy, effortlessly beautiful beauty. I almost said effortlessly beauty. Effortlessly beautiful drug kingpin. But I think I don't think you want to find her, honey left a trail of broken families wherever she went. Lucky for us all, that gal disappeared when the bombs dropped. World already had all the monsters it could stomach. Now, there's a little bit of discrepancy here. This idea that she dropped when the bombs dropped? Did she get into the drug dealing before the war? How does that make sense? You know, the, the fact that We don't have any more information here. We don't have there was a situation where she lost her job and she was desperate. And so she decided to deal drugs because she had worked in nursing and she understood how the drugs worked. Like we, we don't get that. What I what we do understand, though, is that she stayed in Appalachia for a time and was dealing drugs at some point and then left. Now. Before we get to the part where she leaves, let's dig a little bit more into what she was doing with this whole drug trade and some of the other things that were going on. And the more the more I research this and the more I think about it, the more I think she must have been doing the been been a drug kingpin before the bombs dropped. I I think that is actually the case. uh, For some reason, reading through the wikis, looking at the conversations, my initial first impression was that was her desperate attempt at maintaining her life after the bombs dropped, but I think she actually got into it beforehand. In fact, if you ask her about her life before the war in one of the conversation pieces, she mentions both that she worked in pharmaceuticals, which could mean nursing, but may mean the drug stuff, and made some friends and lots of enemies. And I think it's that second passage that leads me to believe that there's there's a period where she's working with a, a crooked cop named Gerald Whitehead, and basically she talks him out of taking her in through bribery and blackmail and these kinds of things. And during that same period of time, she was probably helping with the automation rights. Remember when we talked about the whole mining thing and the, and the mining town and the uh, the individuals who were fighting against the corporate entities that were basically lording over them. She had something to do with that because she helped with procuring weaponry for the blue collar miners. And so I think all of this leads me to believe now as I'm recording the episode, this is evolving in real time that these things happened just before the bombs dropped. And that was the foundation of who she was when the bombs dropped. Now, because of these efforts, she 
gathered enough wealth and supplies and connections to set herself up after the bombs drop a little bit better than most people. And then the scorch plague happens and she decides to leave. She has to leave her home like many of the other people. And this is the, this is the story that occurs in fallout 76 due to the events of the scorched plague. And the main reason why we don't see anybody that first year of content, it's because they haven't come back yet, but eventually they do because there's tell of a treasure, a big treasure out there. And it draws people back and she's skeptical about it, but she's also looking for a reason to go home. We're going to talk more about that after the mid-break. So we'll be right back. Hello there, old chap. Good to see another of General Atomic's finest still eager to serve. All right, here we are in the middle of the show. This is where we get to thank our newest patrons, including Ashley M. And Stagger and Stubble upgraded back up to a tier four. Looking forward to chatting with you, buddy. Uh, This week, or not this week, this month. My God, words are hard. Uh, two weeks away on the 29th, or 28th, Tuesday the 28th, we'll do our our patron chat. So let us know what you want to talk about. Also, welcome to Mr. Bob and Oscar A. Four, three new patrons, one upgrade. <sighs> Guys, words are hard. Why are words so hard? Also, we got to shout out our Sentry Bot, Dylan R., Larry D., and Leonard M., our Sentry Bots. Words are still hard. Maybe I, I, you know what? I just got up a little while ago. Maybe I shouldn't try to record an episode after waking up so recently. We also have two new reviews. Uh, yeah, two new reviews from Apple Podcasts. The first one is from T. Smith Yo. <laughs> Wow, that's a good name. A must listen. Tyler here from the greatest college football town in the U.S. Roll Tide. I've never been to Roll Tide. That's a town, right? I've been listening to this podcast for many of years now. It's one of those podcasts that you can just play in the background and get that soothing background noise, or you can get really involved in the dialogue as if you're sitting in the studio with robots. If you like Fallout, even the slightest, this is the podcast you should have in your arsenal. Absolutely amazing show of the highest quality, except for when I can't talk for an entire episode and I'm figuring things out as I go. But hey, this is where we are now, I guess. If it would let me give it 12 stars, I would keep up the amazing content. Tyler, thank you so much for that. And then Bone Chillin', that's a good name too. Bone Chillin' says, both of these are from the US. Bone Chillin' says, great companion piece to gameplay hey robots big fan of your podcast network playing fallout and listening to this podcast while i grind away at all the settlements that need my help has become such a fun way to spend an evening after finishing the mass effect lore cast and two girls one ship i'm happy to listen to this one and add it to my rotation particularly the character locations and historically driven lore tend to be my favorite episodes i'm really hoping to hear an episode about Father Elijah, Christine, Veronica's story in uh, storyline in New Vegas, because to be honest, that was very interesting in the games, but hard to follow. And I would love to hear it broken down and dissected like you did wonderfully with Joshua Graham and the philosophy of Caesar's Legion. Thanks for making such an impact on the gaming community with your hard work. P.S. You've inspired me to give 76 another go. Awesome. Yeah, I'm going to continue with the 76 stuff for a while, but there's definitely more content in the other games. I mean, there's a number of other games and there's a lot of things I didn't get to in each of them. So I'll get back around to it. Don't worry. I'll get there, but I'll put that in my little mental checklist. Thank you to everybody who takes the time to 
leave a review. If you leave a five star review on Apple Podcasts, I'll read it out in the future. Plus, if you leave a rating on Spotify, that will make me uh, smile real big. And uh, if you're interested in the Patreon and you want to join us on the patron chat or just check out all the different stuff you can get, patreon.com slash falloutlorecast is the place to do it. Thank you, everyone, for your support. Let's get back to the rest of the show. If you have any questions about Nuka World, I'd be delighted to answer them. So Duchess hears that there's this great treasure. This is the storyline, by the way, that you kind of fall into the main storyline of 76. If you haven't played it, what is this treasure? Where is it? Everybody wants it. And then eventually you figure that out. And we won't go into the details here, but at some point I'll spoil that. Uh, But Duchess returns and she leaves behind the Duchess of Welch. This personality that she was before the person she was before in order to seek redemption in a way and so she decides to take her wealth and build a location a location for travelers for new people to help out good people on the road have a place to stay something to drink and maybe a little bit of advice of where to go and if you look at the location it's at an intersection of two main highways 88 and 86 right in the middle of the forest. It, in, it happens to be the location that you travel down the hill from 76 and you typically end up at. There's a specific reason why she chose that location. And all of this ties back to the life that she left before. She was doing some terrible things, but at the same time, she was supporting people in need, the blue collar workers who were being screwed over by the corporations. So there's a piece of her that clearly cares about other people. You don't get into nursing if you don't care about other people. She just happened to fall into a situation that turned her into a basically a drug lord. And now she regrets it. She's trying to do something better for the world. And so the bombs drop and they wipe away her past. And so she's doing something completely different. Now, there's kind of a a bump in the story here because... The free radicals are looking for whatever this treasure is. And there's a connection here to this guy, Crane. Crane is an adventurer. He came to the region seeking whatever this treasure is and had found some hints as to where it potentially could be. The location of the treasure was supposed to be in Gauley Mine, G-A-U-L-E-Y Mine. And he had mapped this out a bit, and the storyline basically plays on from there. But then he disappears. And this is where things get interesting. He headed back to the Wayward after running into the Scorched and becoming infected. And just like any good zombie movie, there's a certain amount of time before the infection takes over and you become a zombie in the case of the scorched you're not a zombie you're controlled by the hive mind you're part of this greater i don't know like the borg or something like that from star trek uh but for a little while the plague starts to creep into your body it starts to change you and he heads back to the wayward he doesn't know where else to go he goes back to duchess she can't help him And so he sits on the front porch until she finds him mid-transformation. And just at the point where he wasn't able to really control the, the transformation anymore, 
he asks her to restrain him, to lock him up. That second floor room is where he ends up, chained to the walls and losing his humanity. And you don't realize this right away until the storyline plays out and then you come back. Now, in the meantime, that's why the free radicals are showing up. That's why these individuals are going to the wayward because they think and they're right about this, that Duchess is doing something here. And she's a cool cucumber. She, you know, she can hold her own. She's got Morty there to help and soul to help protect. But she doesn't reveal this to everybody. It's her own secret that Crane is locked up upstairs. And as you play through the quest line, you have to make a decision. There comes a moment where you can either put Crane out of his misery or soul will do it, or you can let him live. And in the instance that you decide to kill him, she gets very upset with you. Uh, soul. She's, I believe she's a little more understanding if, if he's the one who does it. And if you let him live, that's typically the path that she wants to go on. But at this point in the storyline, especially if this is one of the first quests you've done, you don't really understand what the Scorched Plague is. You don't really understand who this person is, what's going on here, and why she would get so upset. In fact, when I first played through this, my first assumption was that he was a relative, a loved one, something like that, because she becomes very upset with you if you take matters into your own hands. And the hope is still that there's some sort of solution. There's some sort of cure. There's a way to bring him back. And one of the reasons to believe that is because there are pieces of individuals still inside the scorched from their former selves. They are controlled by the hive mind, but sometimes they say things like Crane keeps repeating this. Boy, boy, boy is key, boy is key. Boy is key. He keeps giving hints about the treasure or what to do, where to go with it. And so there's part of him that's still lives inside and when you start to realize that and you're running around the world killing all the scorched it makes it even more tragic now we could talk about the solution and i hope when you get through that part of the quest you choose uh the name that includes my blood is in it which if you if you've played you know if you haven't yet you need to get that to that part uh but even with that solution it's more of a vaccination than it is a like a a cure-all you couldn't give crane that vaccination and expect him to turn back into his normal self he's too far gone just look at what happens to the scorched their bodies get consumed and burned from within and these crystals form all over them and you can tell that their minds are not the same as what they were it's even if you were able to somehow remove the disease You're never going to put back the person that was there originally. At least that's my perspective on it. I think somebody like Duchess might disagree with that. Maybe for good reason. Like I mentioned before, she was a nurse. Maybe she's seen things treated and people brought back from other kinds of diseases that include diseases that affect their minds. I don't really know. I don't really know. So I would love your thoughts on that as well. 
All right. Before we head out, I've got a few other quotes, a few other uh, things that Duchess says here. Let's give a listen to them. This one's good. The hell you think you're doing? (laughs) That's I believe that's from when you take matters into your own hands with Crane. Uh, How about this one? Sweetheart, I think you must be sick because pointing a gun at me in my own bar is a terminal affliction. This is the moment when you meet her and the guy's holding up the bar and you could tell that she's so cool about it. Like she's seen stuff both as a nurse and somebody who was a drug lord for a while. She's she's been in the fryer. Is that the phrase? All right. What about this one? I don't care how you deal with them. Sweet talk. String up their leader by his ears. Hell, buy them all ice cream sandwiches. Whatever you can do to get them to stop harassing us is fine by me. It's pretty good. I, lo- I love the accent. I think she nails the accent. I don't know if, if you're from West Virginia. I, could, I should talk to Dave Chaffins about this. Uh, how do you feel about the accent here? This is an interesting quote. I was being selfish. I put everyone at risk and you fixed that. You rescued my people. Only this time... It was for me. So thank you. Yeah, she's a complex character. She cares a lot. She's tough. She has a redemption arc. And you're not, in many forms of literature, you're watching the redemption arc as it happens. In her situation, you're seeing that she's already working through the redemption and she's at the back end of it. And we're catching up on the rest of the story. So there's that. This one is interesting, too. Seems that little camp doohickey's pretty powerful. I suppose you vault dwellers get all the best toys. There's a little bit of, I don't know, jealousy in that. that The idea that, like, as a vault dweller, you didn't have to go through all the terribleness that happened because of the, the bombs and, um, you know, scrounging to survive out in the wasteland. It's kind of an interesting point. So... That's Duchess and a glimpse at some of the other characters and things in and around this. We're going to dig into more stuff in the future. Thank you for being here. And until next time, stay safe in the wasteland. I'll see you guys later. To plug into everything else we're doing, check out robotsradio.net. Reach out to me on Twitter at robots underscore radio. Check out the Robots Radio Rocket Club where you can join me and a bunch of our other creators creating your podcast, starting a new podcast, or helping your current podcast grow. There's more information about that on robotsradio.net as well. And you can always talk with us and the entire community, over 2,000 people on the Robots Radio Discord. Come join us. We'd love to chat with you. See you guys next time.